Hello and welcome back to the Natalie Smith Fitness Podcast. In this episode, I talk about diet breaks and the scale mainly and about sustainability with your fitness goals and how your mindset affects all of that. So I went over a lot. I think that this episode might really help you. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Hello and welcome back to my podcast. Um, I hope that you are having a great day today. Um, I know the new year is coming up and people are probably setting a lot of goals, which is great. I would say this is literally unrelated to what I'm talking about, but make sure that if you're setting new year's resolutions that there's something you can stick to because the problem is like a lot of people will set goals like, oh, I'm going to cut out this food or I'm going to work out seven days a week. That's not something that you can sustain, and the goal with a New Year's resolution would be to have a goal that you can do for the whole year. So make sure that you're setting goals that are sustainable, but I'm not one of those people who's like totally against New Year's resolutions. I set them myself, and I kept most of mine this year, so I'm excited for the new year and to set new goals. Um, I hope that everyone had a great holiday, great Christmas, all of that. So today I had a couple topics that I wanted to talk about. The biggest thing that I wanted to talk about actually came to me when I was listening to another podcast. So what Jordan and Susan um, were talking about was basically like, someone said, you know, what should women do on their menstrual cycle? Like, you know, with all the cravings, what should they do during that week if they're in a deficit? And their advice was, you know, take a diet break, bring your calories to maintenance. And it was like, this was like the day, no, two days before Christmas. So we had the whole thing with like, a lot of people being like, what do I do for Christmas? Like, how do I stay on track? And all this stuff. And it just reminded me of like, it just made me think about this. All of this stuff about diet breaks, about maintenance, about consistency, sustainability, adherence, all of these things. And I was like, okay, I need to do a podcast about this. I need to like talk about this. Um, Because I think it's something that's so important and is so overlooked. Is like, the idea of like taking a break in your deficit periodically to spend time at maintenance or having days in your deficit where you go off track, you know, maybe you go out to dinner and you don't track your calories. Like these things I feel like are under discussed, but they're so valuable. Like when we think about fat loss, we just think about, okay, be in a calorie deficit, strength train, eat protein, but we don't think about the mindset. We don't think about the sustainability. We don't think about these like things that, you know, in coaching you would do with someone um, to help them be more successful. And we don't think about the long term, which is like the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about today is the long game. What is going to be beneficial for you long term? Not just like, okay, well, if I take a diet break this week, I am just going, I'm not going to lose that extra half a pound and my progress will be slower. But we don't think about, well, how will that affect me down the road? It's like 
we're so focused on like right now and like wanting everything right now, which I totally get. But I think the goal, um, if you're pursuing this journey is for most people is for it to be something that you can sustain for the rest of your life and, or at least for most of your life or whatever, you know, like if you're losing fat, you probably don't want to end up gaining it back right away and then having to redo it all the time. Um, because that's not, I mean, no one wants to be dieting their whole life. That can cause a lot of psychological issues and just makes it so unsustainable. Like the goal with people losing weight is to, you know, look better or improve their health, whatever it is. You probably want to have those results, um, for like a significant amount of time or for the rest of your life. So it's so important to think of things that way so that you can be successful long-term. So speaking of all of that, I'm going to be talking about diet breaks and, you know, should you do them? What are they for? All of that stuff. So basically what a diet break means is like when you're in a calorie deficit and you're losing fat, um, you increase your calories to maintenance or even a little bit above sometimes um, for like a day, for a week, for a month, whatever it is. It really depends on the situation. But a lot of people, like if they're being super consistent, um, they might take a diet break. Like it gives them a mental break kind of. And it also gives you a physical break because being in a calorie deficit is really hard. Um, especially as like you get more lean, you've been in a deficit for longer. It has side effects. Like you are, you get less sleep, you have less energy. Um, you know, you feel more tired. You aren't recovering as well from your workouts. You feel a little bit more irritable. Like, you feel more hungry. All of these things. Because, you know, you're feeding your body, like, literally less calories than it needs to sustain itself. So, that can cause all of those things. Um, and that's why it's so important to take these breaks sometimes. Yes, it might mean that you don't lose that extra half a pound that week or whatever, but like taking a break at maintenance, it's like you start to feel better. You feel more energized. You're hung. You're not as hungry anymore because you're eating more. You Your sleep gets better, all of this stuff. And it also gives you a mental break because you're like, you don't feel so restricted anymore because like being in a calorie deficit, you have to restrict yourself. Like it doesn't need to be extreme restriction or anything like that. You don't need to be eating 1,200 calories a day. Most people, you don't need to, you know, be cutting out all these foods, but it's not as if you can just eat whatever you want. Um, so it's still really important to take these. So it gives you kind of like a mental break because now you you know, you don't feel as restricted. You're like, okay, I can enjoy more of these foods that maybe I didn't get to have as much of in my deficit. Um, and all of that, it just helps you crush and be consistent with a deficit later on. And, you, you know, you don't think about that. You just think, like, why am I taking a diet break? You know, like, I just want to lose the weight. But then in the next three, four weeks, you're more consistent and you can adhere to it because you had that break you had that, I guess, rejuvenation is what I'm thinking of it as. And now you're like, okay, I can get back to this. I can be more consistent. 
and consistency is the foundation of everything. So if you're able, if it helps you be more consistent and adhere to it, you're going to see better results long term. So I would say like, honestly, there's no perfect time to know exactly when you should take a diet break. Um, Some people can, it really depends on the person, but a really good approach, I would say, especially if you struggle with being consistent in a deficit, would be what's called the jab deficit, which is every, for three weeks straight, you're in a deficit, you're crushing it, you're being consistent, and then on the fourth week, you take a break at maintenance. And you can do this, you know, every three weeks, you can take a week break. And that is really going to help you be more consistent and um, feel less mentally restricted and just have that mental break that you can look forward to that. You can be like, okay, I know for these three weeks, it's going to be a little hard. I'm going to have to be consistent and like, I might not feel 100% all the time, but I have that fourth week to look forward to. And that can be super helpful. I would say if you're someone who's like, you know, I can really crush a deficit, maybe you have more weight to lose, you could be, you don't have to take them as often. But if you're super lean, or you're relatively lean, I would say, um, taking them more often might help you because being in a deficit gets harder the leaner as you get. So it's really kind of up to your personal preference. And because like, honestly, there is no finish line, like there's no um, end date at which you must reach this certain weight. It's like, it's really about sustainability and taking things slow so that it can be sustainable. So I don't think that like, I don't know, a lot of people would might be worried, you know, if I take them every three weeks, or I take them every two months or whatever it is, like, oh, that's going to slow my progress. But it's like, it's going to help you in the long run because it's going to help you with sustainability and consistency. And a diet break could even be like three months, four months, six months. It really, like I said, it depends on the person, but with a lot of like middle-aged women, especially, they've been having this dieting mindset for like years. Maybe they tried like keto and they tried intermittent fasting and they tried um, paleo and all these things and then they tried a calorie deficit and like all of this stuff and it's just been constantly on their mind always thinking about losing weight always thinking about what they're eating um I would say take for that person taking a break for three four five six months at maintenance is really going to help you like if you've been trying to stick to a deficit for a long time if you have been having this dieting mindset for years for such a long time and it's just like eating away at you I guess taking a long diet break is gonna help you because it's going to you know especially mentally you'll you won't feel as restricted you'll be able to finally be consistent with something because you don't have to be so restricted so rigid all the time um like maybe with the diets you've tried in the past you don't have to you can just like like you have this break you can focus on other goals like you can focus on getting a stronger deadlift running a faster mile um you know getting better sleeping habits whatever it is you can focus on other goals while you take that break and just know that weight loss is always on the back burner like you can always go back to it um 
And right now you can focus on other goals, give yourself that mental rejuvenation where you don't feel so restricted, where you, you know, can just have that mental break from it. And then later on, you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to crush the deficit. I'm ready to hit my goals. I'm ready to do this now because I had that break where I wasn't as restricted. And now I feel like I can be more consistent. I just thought of this too. Another time it's really important that you take a diet break is if you've been binging and for this I would this is again binging is not completely like in my scope I there's a lot of things that are out of my scope so especially if you're binging speak to an eating disorder therapist or um, a psychologist or something a, a professional who specializes in that um, but if you've been you know chronically in a deficit for a long time maybe you've been trying to be in one for too long maybe you were trying to be in too restrictive of one um, I've seen that before with some people who have like asked me for help is you know they've been trying to be in such a small deficit and it causes binge eating that is super common um, is you need to get out of a deficit you need to get out of all these things that you're doing um, to restrict yourself if you are struggling with binging because binging is often caused by restricting and whether that is restricting foods a lot of people will like label foods good or bad I can't eat the bad foods and then they end up binging on the bad foods or they will restrict their calories way too much or they'll restrict them you know maybe not too much but just do it for way too long or they have a mindset issue with it, something, some sort of like really extreme restriction, um, that often leads to binging. So if you are trying to keep doing that, you're going to keep binging. As long as you keep trying to be in a deficit, you're going to keep binging. If you are counting calories and you're binging, stop counting calories. If you are you know, labeling foods as good and bad and binging, stop labeling food as good and bad, normalize all foods, allow yourself to eat them. And of course, these things are easier said than done. But it's just so important that if you're binge eating, know that yes, you can pursue fat loss eventually, probably, depending on how severe, but probably eventually you can do that. Um, but like for now, you want to make sure that you get out of that mindset. And I would say don't even track your calories if you're binge eating. Focus on mindful eating. Focus on eating, you know, three full meals, eating snacks, but focus on the nutrition of the foods. Focus on eating more protein and fruits and vegetables, carbs and fats, all of these foods. Focus on not restricting any foods, allowing yourself to eat the foods that you call bad or whatever. And yeah, work with someone who specializes in it because they can guide you. Um, but I would say that's really important to note that if you're binging, that means that it's definitely time for you to take a break. Um, so I would say, yeah, diet breaks are great for if you need a mental break from dieting, if you um, have had a dieting mindset for a long time, if you are binge eating. And honestly, for like pretty much all of my fat loss clients, I would give diet breaks because it's like... I think it just helps so much with the adherence. Like I said, I don't want to repeat myself too much, but with being consistent long term, because like 
this is what I was thinking about when I was listening to the podcast is that a lot of coaches I feel like would and I've seen this and obviously not all but they would look down on that or like some of them even would tell their clients to stay on track on Christmas which pisses me off honestly but they are so focused on like no days off you know 100% consistent be perfect and I think it's so that they can get their clients results as fast as possible they can put up that transformation photo on their Instagram and promote their online coaching business um or they, their clients might just be like, oh my gosh, I lost weight so fast. And they'll like recommend them to other people. But then what happens? Their clients gain the weight back. Because if the then if the client, you know, maybe they go off track another day when they've, you know, when they're not working with his coach anymore. When they go off track, you know, for Christmas or for a special occasion, then they feel like, oh shoot, I messed up. Like I've ruined everything. And then either they'll over restrict, which will lead to binging or they'll, you know, say, well, I messed up. So why even bother? And then they'll, you know, eat everything. And it's just like spirals. And then they gain the weight back. Or maybe they just feel felt so restricted on that plan that they're just like, I can't do this anymore. And they just give in and they give up. Because it's not sustainable. It's not something that's sustainable. If you are a coach who's telling your client they have to be perfect, they can't have, it's like no days off, you have to be 100% consistent, that is not, that's sustainable for someone who fitness is their job. Even then, I wouldn't even say it's sustainable. Like, I don't, most people's clients are not bikini competitors, are not fitness models, right? Like, an everyday mom who's just trying to, you know, lose 10 pounds and just, like, feel more confident, she doesn't need to be perfect. Like, she doesn't need to have the same life as someone who's in bikini prep and is four weeks out. It's like, you have to think about who you're coaching. And you have to think about what is actually realistic and sustainable and attainable for you. And for most people, you know, being perfect all the time is not going to be sustainable. It's not going to help you mentally. You'll feel restricted. You'll feel like you can't do it anymore. You'll inevitably or eventually give up and then you'll feel guilty. And it's like it causes all these things. Um, And I think the goal with coaching is not to have someone, you know, like um, get results as fast as possible so you can post it on your social media The goal with coaching is for someone to have habits that they can take with them for the rest of their life and that they've built and they can keep up for long term. And that's such an important thing to know is to think about the long game. Think about what is going to be good for them down the road because, yes, maybe your clients stayed on track on Christmas. They weighed their food in front of their family, which I would never advise, honestly, but maybe they did that and you know, they lost an extra half a pound that week. But then what happens after? Maybe the next week they're like, oh my gosh, I felt so restricted on Christmas. Like I felt like I couldn't eat anything. And then they start eating everything and they binge. And then their weight spikes up and they think they gained fat and it's just water retention. But then they feel like they failed. Or maybe next year they look back and they're like, last Christmas, I totally didn't enjoy myself with my family. And so then they just 
they regret that and then they feel restricted and then it's just all this stuff. You don't think about what's going to happen to them. What is going to, how's that going to affect them in a month, in two months, in a year, in five years. And that's such an important overlooked thing, I think, to focus on. And this all goes back to also having a healthy relationship with food. And every person is going to be different. You know, we all are in our own journeys, but a lot of my girls, like, over Christmas felt super guilty and ashamed or, like, they were like, you know, how do I stay on track? Or they were like, I ate too much, now I feel like I lost all my progress. Or I'm going on vacation, like, am I going to lose all my progress? And it's so important for your, for, to have a healthy relationship with food. It's so important for you to have a healthy relationship with food because, That way you can, again, it comes down to sustainability and adherence. It's like everything comes back to that. And it also just for your mental health. Um, You know, having a poor mentality around food, that is not a fun place to be. And it can like travel into a lot of places in your life, make everything so much harder. And it's just, you're struggling so much. I, I mean, like a lot of what am I trying to say? Having an unhealthy relationship with food causes a lot of other problems. And once you can have a healthier mindset with it, you're able to be more consistent. You're able to sustain your goals. You're able to be more flexible. You're able to live your life and you feel so much better mentally. So honestly, having someone go off track on Christmas could be healthy for them mentally Yes, like, oh my gosh, the nutrients in the food that they're eating, the Christmas cookies, they're not nutrient-dense. But, like, health isn't just that one food. It's about, you know, their mindset around it, too. Allowing yourself to have a day off track um, can be super helpful for you mentally because then you realize the next day, like, literally nothing happened. None of your progress is lost. All of it's there. You can keep working on your goals. And then you're like, okay, so I know that in the future, if I, it's my birthday and I eat extra food that day, or it's like the weekend and I go out with my friends and we eat pizza and it's more than I would normally have, but I'm consistent most of the time, I'm not going to ruin anything. And it's like, okay, I can relax. And I realize that. And then when those things do happen, you don't feel like you need to punish yourself. You don't feel like you need to then go and eat everything for two days and then over-restrict yourself on Monday. It's like, then everything else in the future is going to be better. So it's like looking at it that way, looking at what is going to happen long-term. How is this going to affect me long-term? And it helps you to have a healthier relationship with food. Like I said, I mean, really restricting yourself on Christmas and weighing your food in front of your family, that's not sustainable. That's not fun. And that's usually done out of fear. And living in that fear is torture. Like it's not fun. And it just makes you feel worse because then the people are like, why can't I just be a normal person? Why can't I just eat with my family? And it's like, you feel bad about it. And then if you do eat something extra, then you feel guilty. So it's really all, a lot of it is about your mindset. And a lot of it is about, you know, your relationship with food. So it's super important to work on that and to focus on that as well.
And about the fear, something that I say a lot is the only way to get over a fear is to face it. If you are afraid of eating too much one day and it ruining your progress, then eat too much one day. (laughs) Or, I mean, or if you're going out to dinner and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid all my progress is going to be ruined, then eat what you want at dinner. And then the next day you'll realize um, I look the same. Nothing has happened. I didn't gain 20 pounds overnight. And it's super important to realize that and to focus on that and to be aware of that. And I would say um, something else about, you know, going off track on these special occasions and on Christmas is those can kind of be diet breaks. So let's say someone has, you know, special events pretty often. Maybe they do like once every two weeks or like something like that. Um then that can kind of be a diet break. This is something like with training breaks, which are called deloads, where you take like a week where you train way less intensely or you take a week to rest. It kind of depends on the situation. Um, like these things can kind of happen naturally. So it this is where it depends on the person. If you're someone who is constantly like having special occasions and going out to dinner, like, you know, um, every three weeks or something like that, where it's like consistent, that can kind of be your diet break, I would say. Because I would say for that person, then, you know, if you're off track that day, you know, you're eating more calories, then that is like a diet break. You know, you're not, you're not in a calorie deficit that day. And it's, if it's happening consistently, then maybe you don't need to like plan in diet breaks for yourself. That can kind of be your diet break. Just like with training, if you're someone who goes on vacation kind of often or like goes away um, then and you take the week off for of training, that can be your deload. It really depends on your lifestyle. You have to think about that too. Is like, are, do you go out to dinner every three weeks with your family or you go on vacation every four weeks and you don't really think about it? Uh, about tracking, about being in a deficit, then that is your diet break. Like, you don't necessarily need to add an extra. So this is where individuality really comes into play with everything, honestly, related to fitness. It's like a lot of it is individualized, um, and it's really important to know that. I feel like I that's kind of what I all I need to say about diet breaks there. Um, I don't want to, like, over-discuss it, I guess, but... Make sure that you're having days where you're off track. Make sure that you're not trying to be perfect all of the time. You know, for so many reasons that I went over, like your relationship with food, being more consistent, your mental health, all this stuff, it's so important and it's just so overlooked often. Like we just think about the physiology and like the exact science, but we don't think about like the other factors that plays such a huge role in that and mental health mindset is such a big thing like your mind is your biggest tool which is kind of like a cliche thing but having that mental break really helps you down the road so it's very valuable oh my gosh it might take longer but if it's more sustainable and you can be more consistent with it and the results will last that's really what matters rather than trying to lose weight as fast as possible like I've had clients talk to me about this. Oh, I tried this diet a while ago. Like I had to eat the same thing every day and it was all unseasoned bland food. 
and I lost so much weight, but I couldn't do it. And so I gained it back. It's like, yeah, you might lose weight faster doing that. You might lose weight faster doing an approach where you don't have any days off track where you're perfect, but you can't stick to that. So it's really, it doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't matter unless you only want to lose weight for like Um, you know, a show, a competition or something like that and gain it back. But for most people, they're trying to lose weight where they keep it off for their whole life. So that's what you should be focused on rather than doing something as fast as possible, even though the results will come faster. And another thing that is really important to say is that what's sustainable for one person won't be sustainable for another person. Like, This takes a lot of trial and error, and it really depends on the person, like I've said so many times, but doing something that is sustainable for you is what's sustainable for you. Maybe keto is sustainable for someone else. Like, it's hard because I am not a fan of keto per se. I don't think that it's a good approach for most people, but I can't say that no one will enjoy it and it won't work for anyone because that's not true. There are people who love keto. It helps them maintain a calorie deficit. They don't enjoy carbs as much or they don't feel good on carbs or they have a medical condition where it's necessary. Like, What is sustainable for one person won't be for another. For some people, um, running like four days a week is sustainable. They love to run. But for other people, it's, like, not sustainable at all, myself included. I don't want to run that often. For me, sustainable would be lifting four days a week and walking every day. That's something I can do. But I can't run four days a week because I don't like it that much. I mean, I I like running, but not that much, you know? So it's just, like, you really do have to find what works for you, which is, like, such a probably not something you want to hear because like that takes work that takes time that takes trial and error but it's really the only way for you to know is to experiment with different things and to find something that will work for you personally I think for most people a sustainable diet would be one that is not too restrictive that they can eat their favorite foods that doesn't like restrict any macronutrient or any certain food group um kind of like the 80 20 guideline That's what I think is sustainable for most people, but there's going to be people that that doesn't work for. So it's just, it's really dependent on the person. And that's why if you see, you know, someone posting a what I eat in a day, like take it with a grain of salt. You don't, (laughs) you don't want to copy what someone else is doing. Like the same if someone shares how many calories they're eating in a day, you don't copy that. Like, It's so important to know that and, um, you know, you can't also, you can't just like ask someone randomly on the internet, like give me a workout plan without them knowing anything about you because everything has to be individualized to you. Um, that's why working with a coach can be great and just trying things out yourself, trial and error. That's how you figure it out, honestly. I can't really think of another way that you would find out what truly works for you without actually trying it. It makes That's what makes sense, right? And going beyond that, like different habits might be sustainable for one person and not sustainable for another. Calorie counting can definitely be sustainable for some people. 
Like, I work with people, I've seen so many people who enjoy it, or who can tolerate it, or who've made it a habit, and it's just a little part of their day, and they can do it. And I think it can be a great tool. It really um, teaches you about what you're putting into your body, how much you need, how much you feel good on, like all these different foods, and, you know, the different nutrients in them. It's such a good educational tool, in my opinion, but for some people, like, if they have eating disorders in the past or if they have this super obsessive mindset or it's just becomes way too meticulous um, and they're just prone to that or something like that, then no, it's not sustainable or it's not a good idea. It's like there's so di- so many different factors that go into it, which is why there's not one method that works for everyone. It's because we're all different, like we're all individuals, we all have different mindsets, we all have different histories, backgrounds, goals, etc. So keep that in mind. Um, and same with weighing yourself. So like weighing yourself can be a good tool as well. I mean, a lot of people are all about demonizing the scale now, which I can understand where it comes from because some people use the scale, um, actually a lot of people use the scale as like they're super emotional with it. So if they step on it and it goes up, then it's ruined their day and they think they're a failure and they're worthless and all these things. So and feeling that like feeling that way, being so attached negatively to an to an inanimate inanimate object is such a bad mindset to be in and it's not fun and you want to get out of that. So a lot of people would think, you know, then the best approach would be to just get rid of the scale, like make everyone throw out their scale all this stuff. And, um, I totally understand where that's coming from because, you know, a lot of girls and even like men, a lot of people have been brought up thinking like, if the scale goes down good, if the scale goes up bad and it sticks with you, like that becomes your mindset with it. But I would reframe that honestly to, instead of focusing so much on like, trying to get everyone to stop weighing themselves and no one can weigh themselves and it's inherently unhealthy, how about we help people have a better mindset with it? Because weighing yourself, like, you know, if you go to the doctor and you're just so scared of the scale, you don't want to even see the number, that's unhealthy. Like, the scale is a piece of plastic or metal. It should not have that much power over you. So, and the only way to... um get the power back is to normalize it and to educate yourself. The scale goes up and down every single day for reasons you can't control. That's something I say all the time because people don't know that. They think that the scale is just fat and muscle, but it's not. Like It includes your glycogen, your muscle stores, um, your stress, your water, your organs, your bones, all of this stuff, and none of that is perfectly stable every single day. So Once you know that, that can be a great first step to know, okay, if my weight goes up one day, that doesn't mean that I got fat. That doesn't mean that I gained five pounds of pure fat overnight. Like that doesn't happen. That's not possible. It's perfectly normal for the scale to fluctuate. And seeing that and seeing the trends over time can help you to take control over the scale again and be like, And normalize those fluctuations and realize like, whoa, I don't need to get so emotional about this because 
it's perfectly normal and it doesn't mean that I'm failing. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean that I'm worthless, all of this stuff. So I think working on your mindset with it is a lot more productive. And this doesn't mean that everyone should weigh themselves, but I think some people can improve their relationship with it where they can step on the scale and normalize it. That doesn't mean that the scale is the end-all be-all. It's not. Um, I always think if you have a certain goal, you should focus on other things as well. Example, if you're not trying to lose weight, then you know you don't need to be that focused on the scale. Like, um, If you're just trying to get strong and you don't really have like an unhealthy relationship with it that doesn't like you don't need to weigh yourself I don't weigh myself right now I don't have a goal to lose weight so it's it really depends on the person but for someone who is trying to lose weight or who is trying to do that I don't think that the answer is always just avoid it because that creates so much fear of it if you put this stigma around the scale and say like oh the scale is bad the scale ruins your mind the scale um, is just horrible and you should just throw it out the window. That just makes people more afraid of it. Um, like if someone was afraid of something, you wouldn't tell them, oh, just avoid it. That's not how you get over the fear, right? The only way to get over the fear, as I said before, is to face it. So how do you do that? You weigh yourself and you realize like, okay, it fluctuates. That's normal. Um, and you have conversations with yourself. You talk logically. Like, say you get on the scale one day and you feel so emotional about it because it went up. Say, like, hey, I know this is just a fluctuation. I'm not doing anything wrong. This is okay. The scale does not dictate my progress, my emotions, my actions. It's just a fluctuation. And then as you keep seeing that and saying that to yourself, and, and it becomes ingrained in your head. And you realize that. You realize and you internalize that the scale is just data and it fluctuates every day and it doesn't say anything about who you are as a person, your worth, um, even your progress. And that's why including other forms of progress can be helpful too. Like I like to have people get focus on strength goals, performance goals. Like that's so valuable, I think, for empowering you and making you um, adhere better to the program, but also just making you feel confident and enjoy your workouts. Um, that's a great sign of progress. Better sleep, um, you know, eating more protein, eating healthier foods. Um, another great one is taking progress pictures. If you have um, aesthetic-related goals, is taking progress pictures maybe once a month. You can see so much in there, even if the scale doesn't budge. That can be, that's a, such a great option, I would say. And like I said, there are some people that the scale maybe is not for them. Maybe they just have like such a huge fear over the scale and they just need to work on their mental health first or they just, maybe it's just not for them and that's totally okay. But I, again, it's not going to be the same for everyone. It's not going to be the same approach for every single person. So that's why I, I will never say no one should weigh themselves and I will never say everyone should weigh themselves. There's nuance and I think there's nuance with a lot of things and a lot of people on social media are so focused on being extreme. It's black or white, it's good or bad, yes or no. But most things in life aren't like that. Most things in life are not 
good, bad, right, wrong, um, 100% of the time. So it's so important to know that and to remember that as you, if you see someone on social media being super extreme, like think about it. Maybe the other side has some, you know, benefits or it can be right in certain situations. Um, I guess just the last thing that I wanted to say is it's important to know that progress looks different on everyone. One of like the best quotes that I've heard on this is like, for one person, progress is saying yes to the slice of pizza because they have an unhealthy relationship with food and they've been restricting it and it scares them. Um, And for another person, progress would be saying no to the slice of pizza because they've been overeating for so long and they need to focus on being more consistent. So it's just really important to remember that, that like it's going to be different for everyone and we all have different goals. We all have different things that we're working on that you might not even be aware of. So don't, I know it's such a cliche thing, but really like don't compare yourself to other people. Um, It doesn't help you. Or if you do, don't let it change your plan. Don't let it change your actions. Um, Focus on that. And Try and I, I try to be like as little dogmatic as possible. I don't want to ever be so extreme that I think my way is the only way. And like that's really hard because we can get defensive with our views and feel like our identity is wrapped in our thoughts and our beliefs. But it's so important to learn from other people and to listen to people. Um... Yeah, I guess that's just the last thing I wanted to say. I think that can apply so many places in life. But I hope that you had a great day. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. If you have any questions for me um, or you want to be a guest on my podcast or anything like that, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, whatever. Um, I'll put all my information in the show notes. So thank you again, and I hope you have a great day.